Hey guys, it's me, Becca Shea, and I just want to say thanks for checking out my new cover, Sorry Not Sorry, by Demi Lovato. If you like that, and you want to download All right, I had to give her love. I mean, everything that she redoes is amazing. I actually sat and watched a video of Becca Shea's where she's singing a lot of singer songs <laughs> in their tone. And I'm like, she's got very good attention and ability to hone into frequencies, which is probably why she's so amazing. Now today, I was kind of thinking, what would be something considered important to be talked about? And I thought maybe we could go traveling today and go to Peru and have that conversation. Um, I think there are very few times that I find it difficult to have words to speak. And today is one of those few times. Nothing can actually stop what's coming. Like if you know that you're going to fall, if you already know it, you're going to know how to put your hands and elbows and knees, maybe wear some knee pads. But the most dangerous, I guess, thought, thought here, Right, just thought, train of thought. Are there no more scripts? There are reusable plans and everything, but things are already in motion. They can't stop it. By they, you'll figure that out very, very soon. The COVID hoax is going to be revealed. We've got deals being made for something and I still can't put my finger on it because of this extradition and, and, and I'm putting it through my mind trying to figure out why, why, why and, 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 and I can't and we'll talk about that because it doesn't because there are no scripts and this is purely reactive right now. We have people in positions of power that are willing to kill us and destroy us. You know, let's take the state of Ohio, which I've said so many times is very important. People are like, North Dakota is important for our border security, but that state is going to kneel the fastest. I'm telling you that now. The people there are so ingrained with their good old boy club and, uh, you know, I have a gun. doesn't matter. There's going to be 10 of them all facing you. You danced with the devil and you allowed these people to perpetuate what they were doing. You know, it's, it's, that's it. Ohio is actually very important and West Virginia are, are under fire right now to deploy plans. Now, Kentucky is the one that can actually stand up because what's weird, I've said this before with the Commonwealths, we've got Ohio, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Kentucky all reliant on each other for natural resources. I mean, Ohio, everybody relies on Ohio. We've got so many food manufacturers here from, you know, smuckers to whatever you, whatever you want to call it. And right now we really need Kentucky to stand up and say something about the water. West Virginia um, is another place where they're going to be putting that recycling plant. Bill Gates bought 
a ton of land flanking the Ohio River just south of East Palestine. I mean, I don't know why people don't see this. And it's like, you know, I saw my president there. He was not very impressed. I mean, this is the whole idea. Temporarily destroy the area and do it. And, you know, I am so glad that this controlled, uh, alleged controlled uh, explosion, and again, it wasn't done the right way, right? Um, But it was controlled in the sense that it was contained in one area, but it wasn't controlled in the scientific process sense, right? But anyway, um, and it was done by your fire department, not with the U.S. Army Corps engineers. And like, oh, we did what we could at the time we had. It wasn't going to explode on you, you idiots. And oh, God, okay, I'm going to stop because this this is a very important time. I'm noticing that there's another, um, you know, wave and push of just making all these disasters seem like talking points for campaigns by social media influencers, and it's driving me insane, right? Obviously, we don't have to make it a talking point because we all know President Trump cares about the people, right? He does. But this is so bad. When I was taking a step back this morning at around 6 a.m. looking at things, all I could see was people uh, backtracking their comments about Trump, right? <laughs> oh, well, you know, I mean, uh, you know, DeSantis has really good policies and stuff, but, you know, Trump cares about the people who's getting my vote. Uh, I just thought you were on the DeSantis train. Wait, I thought Trump is no good. I thought I'm tired of Trump. I thought, you know, they're all backtracking. And now they're amplifying, which is another operation. Which, by the way, speaking of operations, I reached out to Will Somner, <laughs> funny story, and I was like, hey, yo, want to come on my show so we could discuss your Q Trust the Plan book together? And, and you know, he was like, hey, <laughs> I'm not going to repeat it. But hopefully he'll accept because it's different when I do interviews and it's different when I'm just talking, right? And I really want to see his perspective and and and, and read it and so if he says, yes, I agree, I'll say, okay, when I read it, I'll, I'll let you know so we can coordinate. I mean, he does foam at the mouth when it's cute, but there's other reasons that I want to ask him. I want to see how he thinks and, and why he makes this assessment and how he got to it. And I think it's very important for us to have that conversation, you know, round table, like, let's discuss this. Um, so I'm, as I'm looking at this, I'm looking at new operations that are being deployed. And we're missing the mark. For example, in West Virginia right now, you have a guy that's running for house, if I'm not mistaken, the treasurer of West Virginia, who, by the way, worked with Roger Stone, who, by the way, did all this foreign Farah stuff. And then you question, well, how come he wasn't rolled up with Manafort and Rick Cates? Bing, bing, bing. He's funded by foreign corporations. He looks great on paper and he is dodgy as shit. And that's why I was thinking of actually... Um, focusing a little bit on West Virginia because maybe West Virginia can assist in these recycling plants and the Bill Gates thing. Because in West Virginia, Bill Gates, there's a house bill or something where they just granted him like a huge chunk of West Virginia. And I'm like, what is going on? These are the water treatment plants because you got the silicone chip factory in Ohio. They need the water treatment plants. The only way they can use water against us and for their benefit is by ensuring, you remember when they did that? Well, we talked about this, where they did this uh, law 
where, oh, you know, if we're at a time of war, we can come and occupy your property if you're within 100 miles. Where's that no quarter portion in the Constitution? That's out the window, isn't it? And then the other one where I told you a long time ago, hey, you know, Biden's handing over our shit to the who. They're going to be in charge of our stuff. CDC, poof, because no one looks at the CDC foundation. Well, Tori, you need to spell it out. I can't do everything. And I think this is more of me just complaining that there aren't enough people doing something locally. We're doing a hell of a lot because right now we would have been under mandate still. They would have been able to extend the COVID thing. And you know what? The lawsuit that I have in the Sixth Circuit, which by the way, I have to still, you know, I have to go with Warner for the parental rights. Are you guys glad that we got that in there at least? Because if we didn't have that in there, your kids can be stabbed and jabbed with anything they want and they don't have to tell you. It's almost like I knew. Hmm? Almost like I knew. This is why I was so upset that everyone was making these stupid Mom for America groups throwing shit ton of money and getting lawyers. They were destroying the whole reason that we were going pro se. So I'm seeing a lot of movement and I'm and, and I'm trying to game it out on, you know, hey, if it's my operation, which, which kind of is, shit, how would then I counter that operation? And the only counter, you know, that, you know, when you're putting out a plan to uh, occupy, change regime, change the thoughts of people, right? You also look at how they can rebut you. And I can't see any clear rebut, except for Kentucky. See, Kentucky must have some agreements with the bordering states for the Ohio River. They must share funds in maintaining uh, everything in regards to um, the water structures, the filtration, the research, the something. And because Kentucky hasn't, I don't want to say hasn't been impacted, but hasn't been involved, that would be an avenue if we can get the Commonwealths, both Pennsylvania and Kentucky, to kind of tag team West Virginia and Ohio, and specifically Ohio. You know, now everyone's starting to see just how globalized they are and how the GOP is so corrupt and how they look at pacifying things. It's so funny that East Palestine is gone. I guess they'll move them to Cleveland in a more up-and-coming East Cleveland that they'll develop, you know, 15-minute cities and all. But, you know, I said this. And people were riding high on the GOP flag and train and wave. And it's unfortunate because, I mean, I could have been on the GOP ticket, but they actually broke the law to keep me off. And... um Having a conversation with someone that um, I got to meet in person, in person in 2020, even though I was a fan of their work because we kind of overlap with the whole HSBC money laundering thing and um, um, uranium stuff and um, Benghazi. You know, we never interacted. Huh? 
And it's kind of nice because, like I said, in intelligence, you protect every piece because you don't know what piece someone else is missing. So I was having that conversation with them uh, yesterday. It was so enjoyable as well. You know, they didn't even know that, you know, the things that they knew about with the uranium and the money laundering through HSBC, you know, I was complaining, hey, I was paid by, you know, the agency that I work for. And I never commingled that with my normal life. I left that money to be my savings for my kids. And it's like my account doesn't exist at Amalgamated Bank anymore, hence why I'm so obsessed with them. Because that's 10 years worth of wages. And I was paid pretty well. You know, I I was making about 425000 a year, um, including has hazmat pay, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, and that was my savings for my kids. I thought money will buy them their future, even though I'm not here to raise them. Biggest mistake ever, right? Because every time they text me and I see mommy, I'm like, ah. But having said that, um, when I was like complaining about it, I said, well, you know, I should have expected no less because Comey was sitting on the board of HSBC and it shocked me when he became FBI director and he was and, and, and then the conversation we had, the person was like, wow, I never made that connection. And um, as um, the conversation, you know, expanded, I realized people are being held accountable for their crimes. You may not see it. And that's okay. Because it has to be that way. Because the left right now, you can't imagine the shock they're in. They're all about equality and equality you know, ecological, whatever adventures. And then they see their president in another country. And then, you know, going over there and saying every American city is waving Ukrainian flags, which are now decreasing. We have a huge problem with militants within our borders. Huge. Ohio, for one, has a massive militant presence of Ukrainian refugees and Afghan refugees. That is an almost invisible enemy. So there are so many fronts that we can tackle these issues. And, you know, um, I'm not one to be sugarcoating things. It's always important to have full transparency because if you don't know the monster you're fighting, then, then it's like you're fighting blindfolded. Um, but there are so many um, fronts that we can tackle this on. I mean, from... Uh, a logistics perspective to a money perspective. Um, and you're going to say tackle what? Everything. I, um, I'm concerned for the state of California right now. Like extremely concerned for the state of California right now. And this is because someone that I, um, kind of admire because they're smart said, are you in California? I was like, no. Is your family in California? No. Because if they are, they should move. Was the response. And when I asked for an elaboration, there was no elaboration. It was just dead silence. And I didn't understand. I'm, I'm f- going to figure it out. But I didn't understand why he said it in the way he said it. You know, it's sometimes when you say things, right? Do you live in California? Well, I would leave if I were you. And then you'd be like, why? You know, and it's the tone. But if I tell you, hey, are you in California? No. Your family? No. 
Well, if you were, you should get out now that you can. And I'm like, uh, okay, I already said I'm not, so you're obviously telling me something. And then when I say, okay, can you elaborate on that? Do you have time to elaborate on that? The topic was changed to something that I'm working on. So I thought I'd take this time just kind of to reflect. And I know that a lot of you have juices flowing. So maybe you can think of solutions to target. We have a lot of exposures going on. I mean, did you expect that, you know, Blasey Ford, who didn't know where she was and she was drunk, never saw him, kind of saw him, throwing him under the bus, Kavanaugh, that she would get arrested? Probably not. But you see that she is. It's not like she confessed. Is that they found this fake-ass letter that Diane Feinstein had. So the question is, where the fuck is Diane Feinstein? And maybe they got those recordings of Adam Schiff, you know, with the fake witnesses and the fake whistleblowers. Because nothing remains hidden. So, there are a lot of things happening. I think it was clear and apparent who's really in charge in the United States right now. And one will say, Tory, that's just dumb talking about two presidents. Really? What makes a leader? A leader is someone that gives an instruction as it's conducted. Biden gave instructions about the balloon. Did the fucking military take it down? No, they overrid him. They overrid the president. Clue number one. Two, Biden and FEMA say there's nothing here to help. We're good. President Trump says, I'm coming. FEMA says, so are we because we need to help. The mayor of that town knows exactly what's happening and he's fucked. There are a lot of people in that town that know exactly what's happening. I was watching the body language. They know what's happening. And there are so many people, thirsty as shit, amplifying the situation. Oh, the disaster in our water. We need to be focusing on what their next plan is, not what's already been done. See, that's the thing. Crying over, oh, my milk spilled. Well, then what are you going to do about it? I'm just going to tell everybody and show everybody that the milk spilled, you know, because I'm seeing this again and again and again and again, and it's driving me insane. It's almost as if the media is more interested in clicks, likes, and I'm going to get to the bottom. You're not getting to the bottom of shit because you still haven't even conceived the idea that that derailment was done purposely and purposely was exploded when it shouldn't have been exploded because of the cargo it contained. And that's why the U.S. Army Corps engineer wasn't there. That's why we didn't have pitch tents. That's why, that's why, that's why. Didn't we have the same type of products derail in Detroit, Michigan? Why didn't that get exploded? Didn't we have the same shit drop in other railways? Why didn't that shit get exploded? Again, people are not paying attention to the details. They're looking for clicks, shits, and giggles. Oh, it is a disaster. But their next plan 
is what you need to get ahead. If you're focusing on this, oh, look at this milk. It's so spilled. And guys, look, look at this angle. Like right here, it's like super shiny and spilled. Look at this spilled. And it's like, all right, so what are you doing? What's the next plan? Are you mopping that shit up? Are you going to draw a line around it and put a wall and let it dry up? Like, what what are you going to do now that the milk is spilled? You're just going to let it sit there and seep through? Those are the questions. That's what we need to be addressing. Next steps. And it drives me insane because I feel like there's only like very few people. And here's one person who obviously has been misnamed a few times, right? But you all know him. He lives in Ohio. (laughs) Funny how all these people are in Ohio. But he went there by himself on his own, on his own and said, I'm going to fix this. He also helped all of us with our industrial hygiene. And he will get to the bottom of it. And he's speaking from the point of what was on the manifest. What will be coming out of that research will be completely different. Take a listen. You're the guy that made all the decisions. You got a control burn? Well, there's the lie. It wasn't a control burn. It was an uncontrolled burn. See, I'm a chemical engineer as well as well as a top health and safety guy. I've got undergraduate and graduate degrees in chemical engineering. You're the first actual expert that we've gotten to speak to. In your opinion, why do you believe that it was an uncontrolled burn? Why are you using that terminology when so far everywhere else we've seen that it was a controlled burn? You can go to a place called West Liverpool downriver, and that's where they burn hazardous waste. And in a hazardous waste uh, situation, they very carefully control the temperature and the amount of oxygen so that they get complete combustion, right? It's time, temperature, and, and amount of the air-fuel ratio. There's no controlling of the amount of air that gets in there. That's why you saw all that soot. So it's not a controlled burn because a controlled burn would have to be like in a furnace or in your car or some system where you control the fuel and in other words, the vinyl chloride and the amount of oxygen. So they didn't do that. So it's an uncontrolled burn. One of the worst ways to um, determine exposure in general is to smell it because if you smell the odor, guess what? You're already exposed, right? How long have you been doing this? Um, 30 years. I'm in most of the big named lawsuits as an exposure expert. It's a privilege. I get called in to try to figure some of this stuff out. So that's my job always is what really happened, you know? Isn't it interesting that people that have been on the forefront of fighting for our rights just seem to happen to resurface when we're in need? Those are keys. Key thing. Key thing. He's aware that the um, issues that are being brought up in the panic and the, oh, it's Chernobyl. Yes, these people need help because they just need to be kicked out. That's all they want them to do is get them out. They don't want them there. They don't want them there. That's the whole goal because how else are you going to build what you want to build if there are people there? I want you to listen to President Trump. And for those of you that are watching and not listening, I want you to pay attention to his body language. Uh, is that we can't forget about the people of East Palestine because there will be a rebuilding effort. We need to finish the cleanup effort. That's the most important thing. But most of all, we need to make sure that over the next six months, over the next year, over the next two years, that we don't forget the people of East Palestine who have been affected by this tragedy. You coming up here ensures that we do exactly that. So thank you, sir. It's great to have you. Don, it's great to have you. Um, I, I just want to say that, you know, 
I, I, I'm from Southern Ohio, and I've gotten to know this community very well over the last couple of weeks. It's such an honor to be here, and it's such an honor to get to know so many great people. Uh, the mayor, the fire chief have done such an incredible job. Senator Ruley, everybody has come together, uh, Congressman Johnson, to make sure that East Palestine is at the top of everybody's priorities. So thank you for having me. Thank you for letting me play some small role in making sure this community survives and thrives. God bless you all. I love you. Uh, we as a community would like to thank uh, President Trump for coming up here, shedding some light on the situation we are currently in. Uh, I also have to thank all the elected officials, uh, all the firemen. Um, the, fi the firemen saved this city. Uh, if it wasn't from them, that might sound like rhetoric, but it really is not. Uh, this could have been a very different situation if we wouldn't have such quality firemen behind us. Uh, We're a small community. We don't want the media attention. We just, you know, we want our community to go back to the way it was. That is our end goal. Um, so, we, you know, we appreciate you being here, but at some point we'd ask you to leave. <laughs> uh, but, yes, I, I, you know, I thank everybody uh, who has helped us through this tragic situation. It's been a very difficult situation, but uh, together uh, we will make EP strong again. So thank you all. Well, thanks everybody for coming out. And as I've said from the outset here, uh, this is the kind of tragedy that should never uh, come on a rural community like this. It's uh, extremely unfortunate, uh, but I have stood and watched and participated as this community has come together. I'm convinced that recovery is, is on the way. I believe this community is not only going to recover, but they're going to be stronger than they were when they started. And it's because of the people here. It's because of the mayor. It's because of the, the fire chief. It's because of the determination and perseverance of the people right here in East Palestine. So uh, thank you, Mr. President, for coming and continuing to put focus on this. Thank God bless you. you. Thank you, President Trump, for coming to our village today and drawing attention to this disaster recovery. My name is Marty Grimm, and I serve as president of the East Palestine Community Foundation. I am here today to speak on how to best financially assist our community and surrounding area. Elaine Beck is the founder of the nonprofit Blessing Through Action and calls Ohio her home. She herself was raised here and raised her family in this great state. Elaine felt compelled to help her fellow Ohioans in their desperate time of need. Blessing Through Action has partnered with the East Palestine Community Foundation and local churches to bring financial assistance to this community. Blessings Through Action takes no profits or costs from these donations, so every dollar will go to help the residents of East Palestine and the affected neighboring communities. If this was not enough, Elaine took her love and compassion no for way. her home state to another level and has offered a $100,000 matching donation for the next 24 hours. If you too would like to be a part of this recovery and help rebuild this community we love, please text the word OHIO, O-H-I-O, to the number 88022 for more information. That's text the word Ohio 
to the number 88022. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, why not? First of all, President Trump, thank you, thank you. Um, for bringing this attention, uh, getting the necessary resources here we need. Uh, I can't thank not only my guys, my men and women, who did such an amazing job, but also the neighboring departments that came in to help us, uh, Pennsylvania, multiple counties in Ohio, uh, one resource out of West Virginia. Um, together, we worked as a unified team to make this uh, to, to get this situation under control where we are, and I can't thank those first responders enough. Uh, Columbiana County EMA was a crucial resource to us. Um, Peggy Clark and Brian Rutledge, uh, absolutely phenomenal people. I can't thank them enough for their help throughout this. Thank you, thank you very much. It's like they're... <sighs> the handshaking reminded me of like a funeral thing, like what was that mayor doing? He knows everything. His words were that, well, we just need to keep the people in here. We need to keep them to stay. <laughs> Let's look at another report about the EPA being all wrong. East Palestine today. He joins us now. Don, appreciate being here. Good to be with you, Carl. All right. So here's what some of your dad had to say. It was phenomenal. Take a look. Over the past few weeks, the community has shown the tough and resilient heart of America, and that's what it is. This is really America right here. We're standing in America. Unfortunately, as you know, in too many cases, your goodness and perseverance were met with indifference and betrayal in some cases. So your old man goes in, buys everybody Big Macs, pallets of water with uh, your buddy from Blue Line moving. J.D. Vance is there. Where was Joe? Apparently, Joe's still in Ukraine giving away trillions of your hard-earned taxpayer dollars to corrupt uh, oligarchs and regimes and the military-industrial complex, Carl. You know, I, I made a joke on Twitter the other day, like, hey, Joe's finally going to East Palestine. I'm just kidding. He doesn't give a crap. He couldn't care less. You can see that. Pete Buttigieg, you saw in the clip earlier, he's taking some personal time because, you know, 19 days isn't enough time, plus the time he spent chest feeding while we were in the midst of a supply chain crisis and 350 million Americans were depending on him to do his damn job. But there is no accountability. There's not even the expectation of these guys doing their jobs. You know, Pete has no business in that position, but, you know, he's the guy that had no business running for president, but they let him do that because he was gay and they check off a box. Uh, and then he didn't win. So, but well, he's the gay guy. So we got to give him something. Let's make him transportation secretary. What does he know about it? Nothing. His failure after failure after failure are truly affecting the American people. And once FEMA and him and Joe Biden and the rest of the administration decided they weren't going to do anything, my father decided to step up. He announced that he was going. And then magically, like four hours later, FEMA says, on second thought, we've we've given it a little bit more look. And yeah. even though we wrote a one-page letter describing why we were going to do absolutely jack nothing, uh, all of a sudden we've changed their minds. You know, it takes a real leader to get people to do things. And honestly, uh, Carl, today it was, it was Trump at his best. I mean, you know, people, it was 32 degrees, freezing rain, uh, crowds of people came out to see, you know, their president, Donald Trump. And 
uh, and see action and see leadership. Uh, it, it was just incredible, man. It was just yeah. these are the this is why he did it. Well, these people are why he did it to begin with, Carl. I can assure you, it's a lot easier to sit back at Mar-a-Lago and play golf and travel around to nice, warm, sunny places on Trump Force One. Uh, but he did it for these people, and this is why he's still doing it. Well, I remember when he first ran he, we, the Ohio Fair. All the politicians they put on their brand new, crispy, um, you know, flannel shirts that they just got from the tractor supply on their way into town. Their jeans and their unscuffed Egg's still uh, on it. Yeah, yeah, unscuffed boots. Your dad shows up in a business suit and be like, "Hey, look, I, I realize I'm wearing a ten thousand dollars suit, but I'm one of you." And everybody was like, "Yeah, actually, you are. You get it." I, how is somebody like this? received when they show up and they're like guys i'm not the president i'm i'm probably going to be or maybe again but i'm not now but i'm here to help carl you saw people that for the last 19 days have gone through hell uh you know not knowing about their health you know you're seeing pets die you're seeing you don't know what you're breathing fema's telling you hey congratulations folks you're on your own you know if you if you said you were from palestine in the middle east they'd give you billions of dollars but in east palestine ohio uh you know not so much and uh, these were, these are just incredible people, and you could see how how much they cared that someone was actually thinking about them, that they weren't just overlooked or passed over because maybe uh, you know it's ninety three percent white. You know, Kamala Harris says the opposite. It's only what you know. You heard her spiel on this nonsense, right? Uh, that people weren't just playing politics. It's just Trump being Trump, and if it took him to go there to get other people to actually act. And do their jobs, which should not be so hard for an American politician to represent the people of America. But apparently uh, it is uh, if you're from the Rust Belt or if you're you know, from a working class town or whatever it may be. Um, he was happy to be there. And just the reception was awesome, Carl. Again, it, it's why we did it. It was really funny. The funniest thing actually I saw was, you know, in McDonald's, he jokingly, you know, what was the special? I guess they had a Trump special uh, for Wednesday. And he goes, Trust me, guys, I know this venue better than anyone in this room, and he, and he does. <laughs> and he does, so we bought all the first responders, uh, the firemen, awesome. the cops, we got them all McDonald's. It, it was just, uh, Carl, this is what America's about, man. Yeah, This well, is look, what it's about, and uh, it's a shame that he has to do this because our our elected leaders currently in office right now refuse to do their jobs. Yeah, I want to ask you one, uh, two more questions, but the last, the second to last one is accountability. Uh, you know, I talked a little bit about it, like... Are we going to audit who did? Is your old man going to get to the bottom? Even now, he's not in office. The ability to get to the bottom of who signed off on the inspections of these trains, these tracks, that thing. You know, I, I you know, I, I think there's limited what he can do there. But I think what you can do is you can create enough noise, Carl. It's like you know, I I started a podcast not because I need that or like, but we got to get this good, message out. You see what they're trying to do to you. You know, let's let's cancel Newsmax. The establishment, the left. The people in charge of big, woke corporate, they hate your guts. They hate your values. They hate your freedom. They hate your religion. They hate our country. Um, so we got to keep fighting back. And what my father did by showing up was he created a need for those other people to act. It's like, oh, man, now that it's yeah. now that it's out there, we actually have to act. So, you know, Pete Buttigieg is now, uh, you know, he's taking he stopped taking the personal time that he needs you know, as 350 million Americans suffer, and certainly the people of East Palestine, and now he's going to go there tomorrow, you know, 20 days late. Yeah. Uh, he should have been there on day one, but, you know, he wouldn't do that. I mean, it's just Ohio, right? These are just 
hardworking Americans. We don't need it. You know, they're not trans Americans and some sort of special identity group. And, yeah. uh, you know, the point oh 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 two percent of the population yeah. that Joe Biden, the Democrats yeah. and that administration seem to be dedicating like ninety nine percent of their time uh, actually doing stuff for. Okay. These are. America is. This is the ninety-nine percent of America fits in this group, and they don't. They don't want to know those people. They're they're, they're not of their of, of the Democratic loud minority. There. No, they they have jobs, um, Carl. They work hard. They're trying to raise a family. You know, they they want their children to grow up in a a, a household clean. with a mother and father. I know that's sacrilegious in today's Democrat yeah. Party, where you know that's frowned upon. And if you're an organization that talks about you know parental rights and having these things, uh, you're viewed as domestic terrorists. As we saw earlier in the week uh, from some, you know, council person up in, uh, I guess it was South Dakota. Like, I mean, attacking, you know, a conservative organization for being about family values. I mean, God forbid, Carl. I mean, America's on such a great track going down the road that they're taking us. Uh, why would we ever want to actually have, like, no. households and families? Well, speaking of households, uh, you've been watching us on DirecTV recently, haven't you, Don? <laughs> trying, <laughs> trying, uh, but you know that—that's the point. You know, they, they would. That's what I was sort of alluding to earlier. Like, if we don't push back, if we don't all act, if we don't all—it's again. I'm on Rumble with a podcast, so the people can hear what's actually going on. I've been a fly on the wall for six yeah. years. I know what I used to think of America. I know how much of the nonsense I believe. And I was always, you know, we. Grew up in a sort of a big business. You know, I wasn't entirely naive, but I was entirely naive to just how bad it is. And so we got to be out there exposing it. We have to talk about it. We have to be vocal. Uh, we have to make sure that people understand exactly what's going on or we're going to wake up one day living in a country we don't understand right. uh, with no rights, no freedoms, no liberties. And we'll be you know, on our way to the gulags. Uh, and that's the reality. That's where a lot of these people would put us if they had their choices. You and right. me would be, <laughs> we'd be first on the list. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're, we're, I'm, I know you and I are both really high on that list. Don, it's always a pleasure, sir. Appreciate you being here. Good to see you, Carl. All right. So Donald Trump continues. So what Don Jr. said was accurate. And he even said it. This isn't a pony show. And unfortunately, we're seeing a lot of people thumping it like a pony show on the right. And that is distasteful. And, and this is what I was referring to. Now, um, per California, and let me just say this from what I gather, the concerns that Californians should have are these weird nonprofits. The ones that are telling you how they're going to help your community. Like, we help with the water. We help with the air. We help with food. We help with that. Most of these entities, the majority, right, are entities we use overseas in order to penetrate governments and take over. And so I'm seeing a move from conservatives or alleged conservatives and stuff like that Lining up with these things because now when their disaster strikes, remember California doesn't have water. And I'm going to point this out before I go to my next clip. Last Friday, I put out a very short video. Do you guys remember that video? I'm going to show it to you. Let me find it. Darn it. Where'd you go? 
Um, hold on. Give me a second. I post so much stuff I can't even find it sometimes, right? <laughs> it's so bad because I post a lot because you guys are the news. Well, I can't find it now. If you remember, I said the roof is on fire and we've seen this. But I also had a little clue of being canceled in there. Do you guys remember that? How accurate was that little clip on Friday before Trump even freaking announced that he was going? Who's getting canceled now? Do you know who's getting canceled? Project Veritas. Begging people, don't leave us. They'll give us money. We'll still do good work. They're super canceled. There's a lot of people getting canceled right now. Not not influencers. We're talking companies. We're talking entities. You don't need no water. Let them wait. And you'll see. There are many, many times that I'm like, yeah, wish I was wrong. Really do wish I was wrong. Here's a clip that's interesting. Take a listen. The WAMSCAN is going to join me in a second on Patriot Mobile, but I got uh, breaking news with the Mike Lindell. Mike, uh, what, what's the breaking news? You've you got something you're about to file. I know you're sending a letter, or pre- I think preserve your documents, or you're, you're talking about a suit that you got incoming. Can you get us up to speed on it? Yeah, it's, uh, as everybody knows, uh, Kevin McCarthy and the gang uh, released uh, uh, 44,000 hours from January 6th to exclusively Fox News. Well, we're not going to sit back and let that happen. Um, uh, this is our First Amendment but, provision. But, but Mike, but Mike, but Mike, 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 but hang on, Mike, Mike, but hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Of all the fights we got in the world, of all the terrible things going on, we're fighting on every different front. They're giving 44,000 hours to Tucker because he's got the staff to do it. Of all the stuff that you're fighting everywhere, you're, you're trying to get the machines out, you're... you're... Uh, 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 uh. I can guarantee you that if we had this in our telegram in 44,000 hours of footage would have been skimmed through in like a day and detailed. We have the best intelligence analysts in our state groups and in our general pop. I have never seen people draw intel and put connections and collaborate so well outside of brick and mortar intelligence agencies. Those documents belong to us. Thank you, Mike Lindell, for doing this as I was struggling. Running a company, you, you know, you're, they're, they're trying to destroy Mike Lindell. Why of all the fights that we got, why would you pick on going on uh, going uh, going up uh, t- telling McCarthy he can't partner with Tucker? Well, because Fox, number one, Fox is going to sift through it and only put out what they want. And I'm tired of it breaking our constitutional rights. We have to stand up at everything. Um, just because they're doing it everywhere, everything has to be addressed. I don't know why the media is not going after him. Uh, we are at Lindell TV. We're going after him for the First Amendment provision. Freedom of the press. We're injured by not having access. And then the other thing is the equal protection clause, discrimination by the speaker. You don't just give it. It's, a, it's like a cover-up. Why does just Fox get this so they can cover it up even more? It's disgusting. All of us, including War Room, we all need to see what's on those tapes, and we need to see all of them. It's not just journalists. Every single American, every single one, your blue-haired, confused, they, them, 
to your really staunch conservative that only looks at his Bible and only that and everyone else is wrong. That chews on a wheat stick. Right. We're talking stereotypes, two extremes, right? We can even go as far out as to the Nazis, the Nazi guys, you know, the neo-Nazis. They still have the right to see it too. Why? Because they're an American and they pay taxes. And that shit was funded, collated, put together, harvested, everything orchestrated with our money. So it doesn't belong to the media. It belongs to the people. So I, I wanted to say this. And we need to we need to go through them. We're we're um we're uh, the press too. We're we're uh, why would you? Um, it doesn't even make sense. And this also goes back to my my lawsuits with Dominion and others. There's there's a lot of cover up going on where they two even kind of tied together out there. But the lawyers say we were going to go after Fox to get it. And the lawyers yesterday we had a big meeting and they said no, we're going to go right after the speaker, right after Congress. And uh, and I'll take it all the way up. I don't care if I don't get it there. We're going to run this all the way to the Supreme Court. I'm tired of our violation of our constitutional rights, Steve. It's just not right. It's disgusting. So you're saying that you want, with Lindell TV, you'll put a team on it, but you want to see the tapes and videos the same time Fox sees it. You've got tons yeah. of respect for Tucker. But just given everything that's going on in this situation, you want to lay your – you only trust your own lying eyes, right? You, you, you want to see – you're from Missouri. Right. You, want to, you want to see all 41,000 hours. I don't want to see some sort of curated version of that. Is that what you're telling yeah. us? And you're prepared to go. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, I, I consider this even like a block. It's Once again, it's another block. You know, Steve, we've got a big thing coming out, too. You know, the Election Crime Bureau that's going to be coming out, everybody. I'll tell you that now. And I'm tired of going into states when we're trying to fix our election platforms and fix this and right and get our save our country. And then you get blockers, whether it's a news outlet like Fox, whether it's our own Republicans. Um, we just had a, another state here where a guy named Sh Shane Scholler, who's running for secretary of state of Missouri, he sued a citizen for for under for asking for cast vote records. I mean, this guy is just disgusting. He sued this citizen. Freedom of Information Act went and asked for cast vote records, and he sued her. And then he's running under running for election. It says stop election fraud. Shane first. Shane Scholler for SOS. This is the problem we have. We're not going to let this happen anymore. On our watch, we're not. We're not going to let this happen. We come to your state to fix these election platforms, and you better get out of our way because we're not stopping. We're getting our country back. And I'm tired of our constitutional rights being broke that they're, um, oh, you only get to see so much of this. You know, we trust Fox to be able to give exactly what we need to see as the public. No, all news outlets need to get this information. Do you have you reached out to Kevin McCarthy? I maybe reached out to uh, McCarthy, the speaker's office. Yeah, we're office doing that said, this hey, morning. Like we're doing that. You. The lawyer said, "Well, we're going to give him a chance. We're going to give him a chance, and uh, we're reaching out in more way." I'm going to text him too, actually. But uh, but they said well, we got to do it through the right channels, not just texting. So they're serving papers this morning, and uh, once and we'll, we'll give a. Full so it does have to get done through the appropriate channels, and that's what we're going to be doing too. Uh, starting Friday, where we're actually going to request an ethics. Remember when we went into the ethics commission about Pelosi and Schiff? You remember when we broke that system too? And they said, oh, that's not our thing, waste, fraud, and abuse. Here's where we hit them. And we should all coordinate together. So I'm going to sit down with a couple of lawyers and find the right verbiage and let's smash that. 
And it's not news networks. It's the people. Put it on a Congress seating site. Make it like a Dropbox seating site. There are people sitting in jail that shouldn't be in jail. People that are not in jail that should be in jail for this shit. Okay? And they didn't even have access to it. Their defense teams didn't even have access to it. Remember, it was like the Ethics Commission of Congress or something. We need to file ethical complaints. And I will have the verbiage if I can get it done today. Um, uh, if God allows them to have the time, I will get it done today. And once I re- screen record myself filing it, I'll post it. Because that's what we need to do. And it's, it's not the DAO. We broke the other system too, guys. It was the ethics something, something. I have it. Um, I've just been a little bit, um, I've been in a very big contemplation mode, obviously, with a lot of things in um, strategizing to move. I'm seeing a lot of people make moves to, um, I'm tired of the people getting ripped off. I'm tired of the money grab. You know, uh, revisiting a few things during a conversation yesterday in regards to 2020 elections, right? You know, Tony Schaefer was the biggest fucking mistake anybody ever made. He fucked it up for everyone. He was there running opposition. And for some reason, some idiots trusted him. And I know a lot of people are like, Sidney Powell's bad. She got the short end of the stick, you guys. Short end of the freaking stick. And it's like, I'm holding my tongue only because I have to have a measured response. And I'm still focusing on that. Let's just say that. In other news, my daughter, just listen to this yesterday. Um, she texted me in the morning after I dropped her off, maybe like 20 minutes. I was still um, uh, driving around to go do errands. I'm still trying to... F- figure out the whole banking situation and stuff. And I was getting a coffee and I was like, mommy, mommy, you know, and she's like, mom, I, I, I'm in math class and I put my hand in the bag and there's a vape in there and it's not mine. Someone put that in my bag. And I'm like, well, when did you leave it unattended? She's like, I left it in math class unattended when I went to the bathroom. And I was like, did you ask the teacher if anyone touched her? She's like, yeah. And nobody looked guilty. So maybe it was done maybe in the lunchroom after you dropped me off. And I was like, all right, you need to get out of the class and you need to go to the SRO and you need to just give him whatever it is. Now, um, she, she goes, I was driving, keep in mind, and I was on the highway and freaking Tesla beta driving looks at your freaking eyes. So I can't use my phone anymore and enjoy myself on auto drive on the highway when I'm going right at the speed limit. So, ugh. So it took that pleasure away. <laughs> I had to turn it off because it took my pleasure away. Anyway, she's FaceTiming me and she shows it to me and it was still in some sort of like plastic security packaging. And then it reminded me of that thing where they had like fentanyl overdoses at a high school in Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken, years and years ago. And what happened was it wasn't like a group of kids that hung out. It was random kids. Um, because, you know, one was like, you know, a nerd, another stoner. I think one of them was a football player. I don't remember specifically. But they had all found vapes and kids are curious and they try things. Like my kids, they don't, they don't have to be curious, right? Um, you know, they have open conversations with me. 
And, you know, there's a time and place for everything. And I've already explained to them why I don't vape and I smoke cigarettes. And they know the dangers of vaping. And, you know, Phoebe will be like, oh, you know, I was with the blah, blah, blah. And I tasted the vape. It tastes like stupid. Like, why would people want to, you know, smoke strawberries, you know, or something like that? So Phoebe was actually, you know, concerned that that appeared. And she took it to her principal and she was like, oh, you're heading off to the Marine Corps soon. You know, you shouldn't be caught vaping and this isn't. She's like, this is like I'm safe. I'm safe harboring it for you. She's like, it's not mine. Someone put it in my bag. She's like, just call my mom. So I spoke with the principal and I told her, I hope you're not touching it and you don't open it. You give it to the police officer because it could be, you know, drugs or laced with anything. Having said that, you know, while I was on air, Hera was like, hey, I'm going to pick up Phoebe from school and I'm hopping out of work because she doesn't feel good. So I don't know if she was exposed to anything we don't know yet, but I can tell you that, you know, these are very dangerous times and things are upticking from our children to our futures. Oh, cities in the country. Can you see it now? Jeez. Anyway, it's just so evil. I don't want to speak more on that. I want to get into Peru. So we're going to shift gears and I'm going to show you a song that Tom McDonald doesn't have out, but I kind of found. Let's start with that before we break. Tell me what you think. I swear these artists worship the devil. You see the symbols in their videos. It's not accidental. They sold their souls to be famous. It's not a debt they can settle. Just check the lyrics. You can hear it on every instrumental. These award shows aren't about the music or visuals. They're designed to be identical to satanic rituals. You buy tickets to concerts. You're not aware they're performing. Black mass in the fans. They're part of the ceremony. The industry been infected. Illuminati agendas. Communicate with the youth. Use the messages in our records. It's all black magic. Wanna hear the devil? Play the track backwards. This is facts. Witchcraft in our rap albums celebrities have clearly been cursed research the conspiracy first it's so obvious they're taunting us with Lil Uzi Vert say it slow sound it out Lil Lucifer there's devils around me close on they mantle well he kind of said it best and that's the thing people are ridiculing religion right talking about how they're gods now and how science is gods, but not science that doesn't agree with their ideas, right? It's just all out there. And the problem is we have a lot of sheeple, a lot of people that that play into things, right? That jump into little pockets and go. I highly suggest you don't put yourself in any freaking box. You be the box. How's that? So that was pretty good lyric spit. Let's take a quick hiatus. Well, you know, actually, while we're on the really creepy stuff, you know, can we do this as a hiatus for a second? I just wanted to um, share uh, this weird video that came across my feed. And I was like, wait, what? It was with Kanye West. Damn. Poor guy. Hold on. I want you guys to listen to what he says. He talks about sacrificing his mother to be famous. Have you guys seen that video? Because if you haven't, let's watch it together. God, that's the only person that I serve. My mama ain't here. My mama was sacrificed. Kanye West can end this by telling the truth. 
And what do you believe that truth is? The doctor had nothing to do with his mom's death. Kanye West is sharing some very shocking, never-before-heard details about his late mother Donda's passing, and he claims she was sacrificed for his fame. The idea that in order to make it in Hollywood, you literally have to sacrifice someone you love has been around for decades. But we don't often hear a major celebrity openly talk about this. So what exactly did Kanye reveal about sacrificing his mom? You're out in Hollywood, a lot of people come up missing. Feels like it might be a lot of that. As you all know by now, Kanye West has been effectively blacklisted by the entertainment industry and canceled by corporate America following his remarks about Jewish people. Virtually every company has cut ties with Kanye, including his longtime collaborator Adidas. And according to multiple reports, Kanye lost as much as 75% of his net worth in just two weeks following his comments about the Jewish community. But despite losing his platform, multiple lucrative business deals, and more than half his money, Kanye is still not backing down. In fact, it looks like he won't rest until he completely exposes the dark side of Hollywood. In a recent interview by the Daily Stardust, Kanye made some very shocking claims about the entertainment industry, and he said the only reason he's being canceled is because, unlike most celebs, he refuses to be controlled. They can't control me. You get what I'm saying? They can control Shaq. They can control Charles Barkley. They can control LeBron James. They can control Jay-Z and Beyonce. No, not you, man. But they can't control me. You see, it ain't no name I won't name. It's up. But that's not all Kanye said. He also touched on a very interesting topic about Hollywood sacrifices and claimed that his own mother was sacrificed for his fame. Now, before we get into what Kanye said about his mom's passing, let's go over some context because this is not the first time we're hearing that Donda West lost her life under suspicious circumstances. Dr. Donda West passed away unexpectedly on November 10, 2007 at age 58 as a result of complications from multiple multiple cosmetic procedures. The autopsy report states that multiple post-operative factors could have played a role, but it also says that there is no evidence of surgical or anesthetic misadventure or any other surgical procedure problem. The deputy medical examiner, Luis Pena, also wrote in the report that the manner of death could not be determined. After the coroner's report was issued, authorities in Los Angeles launched an investigation and found out that the plastic surgeon, Dr. Jan Adams, who operated on Kanye's mom, had previous convictions for DUI, and at least two major malpractice settlements. Dr. Adams also showed some strange behavior in the weeks following Donda's passing. For example, on November 20th, 2007, he walked off Larry King Live and refused to answer questions about Donda's surgeries. And just a few things having nothing to do with them. Don't you want to speak out? No. You don't want to? No. I do not. All right, but she came here to speak out. That's correct. But I'm going to honor their wishes. He then returned to the show in January 2008, claiming he was there to defend himself. But he once again refused to discuss the details of Donda's death, and he brought along his lawyer, who interjected as soon as Larry asked if something went wrong during the surgery. Did the autopsy clear you of any involvement, do you think, in her death? I think the autopsy speaks for itself. Period. You know, you know, Larry, if I can jump in here for one second, one of the things that I wanted to to address here today is you can you can say things about me. I can say things about you and people can say things about each other out on the street. But Dr. Adams is a physician and because he's a physician, 
he's in a position where he is not able to comment on any care or any discussions that he's had with any of his patients, including um, uh, uh, Dr. West and any other patient. And because Dr. Adams refused to give any details about Donza's surgical procedures and given his previous DUI arrest and lawsuits, a lot of people concluded he was responsible for Donda's passing. But then the story took another bizarre turn when Dr. Adams appeared on Inside Edition and claimed that Kanye knows the real truth about his mother's passing, which brings us to the whole Hollywood sacrifice thing. Kanye West can end this by telling the truth. And what do you believe that truth is? The doctor had nothing to do with his mom's death. Donda West survived the surgery very well. She was at home. Did anything during that surgery go wrong? No. Were there any complications during the surgery? No. Was there anything prior to the operation that gave you pause about operating on this woman? No. Dr. Adams pointed the finger at Kanye's cousin, Stephen Scogans, a registered nurse who allegedly was taking care of Donda after her surgery. And according to Dr. Adams, Stephen left Donda unattended after someone gave her 20 painkillers. Her nurse wasn't there. Her nurse was gone to a baby shower rather than taking care of his aunt. This lady shouldn't be dead. All you had to do is sit her up. And every nurse on the planet knows that. Her caregivers gave her, whoa, 20 Vicodin tabs in less than 20 hours. Now, as far as Stephen, he strongly denied Dr. Adams' allegations and showed an email exchange with Donda on the evening before she passed, seemingly proving he was actually in charge of her recovery, and he was also cleared of any wrongdoing following an official investigation by the authorities. As you can see, there are a lot of strange things surrounding Donda West's passing, but if everything Dr. Adams said is true, then Kanye knows the real truth about what happened to his mom. Interestingly, in April 2018, Kanye claimed the cover of his eighth studio album, Love Everyone, would be a photo of Dr. Adams, and he said he wanted to send the message to forgive and stop hating, implying that he didn't really believe Dr. Adams was to blame. But if Dr. Adams wasn't responsible, then who was? Does Kanye know something about his mom's passing that's hidden from the public? Well, here's where things get really weird. While talking to the Daily Stardust, Kanye said his mom was sacrificed, and then he went on to mention several other celebrities whose loved ones died under suspicion circumstances. My mom ain't here. My mama was sacrificed. Me too. You understand? Yeah. Appreciate Michael you. Jordan. What about him? His daddy, right? Bill Cosby, his son, right? Dr. Dre, his son. You're out in Hollywood. A lot of people come up missing. Feels like it might be a lot of that in order to control, traumatize, they want to monetize and traumatize. Now, it's important to point out that there are a lot of conspiracy theories about ritual sacrifices in the entertainment industry that are completely unhinged. But we also have to remember that things like MKUltra were once considered to be conspiracy theories until the CIA admitted they actually secretly funded mind control experiments. And considering that Hollywood has always been closely intertwined with the government, it's safe to assume that all kinds of dark and sinister things happen in the entertainment industry industry that most people don't know about. Speaking of mind control, Kanye also recently exposed celebrity personal trainer Harley Pasternak for threatening to institutionalize him. On November 4th, Kanye shared texts sent to him by Pasternak, and in one of the texts, Harley gave Kanye an ultimatum, telling him he was either going to sit down and have an open conversation with him, or he will send him to a mental institution. 
Second option, I have you institutionalized again where they can medicate the crap out of you and you go back to zombie land forever. Playdate with the kids just won't be the same. And if you're wondering how can a personal trainer have a major celebrity institutionalized on a whim, well, that's where the story gets even scarier. It didn't take long before Internet sleuths discovered that Harley Pasternak used to be employed by the Department of National Defense with the Canadian government and worked at a military facility that performs research into different psyops for the purpose of influencing human behavior. But then, as soon as this information went viral on Twitter, this part about Harley's past employment disappeared from his Wikipedia page. By the way, the first time Kanye was placed on an involuntary psychiatric hold was back in 2016. And what's bizarre is that the incident happened at Harley Pasternak's house. So as you can see, there are a lot of weird and scary things going on in Hollywood. And whether Kanye is telling the truth about his mom being sacrificed for his fame or not, it doesn't really change changed the fact that the entertainment industry has a very dark side. As for the fans' reaction to Kanye's recent comments about his mom's passing, a lot of people are standing behind Kanye and praising him for having the courage to speak publicly about this. One Twitter user wrote, Kanye said his mom was a sacrifice. He really spilling the beans. This man putting his life on the line and are people still believing he's not for the people? How can you hate this man? And another person said, Kanye broke out the MK mind control and trying to find peace with God because he sold his soul. Now he's given names and basically telling you in order to be in Hollywood, you have to sacrifice, literally. People love calling Kanye crazy until he's right, and he's right. However, there are also a lot of people who still claim that Kanye is crazy and they actually want to see him institutionalized. One person tweeted, Someone on here said Kanye needs to be under conservatorship, and I couldn't agree more. Dude's lost his marbles. One Twitter user wrote, Kanye West needs to be institutionalized now. But what do you think about Kanye saying his mom was sacrificed? Let us know in the comments below, and if you thought this story was shocking, wait till you see this next So should he be institutionalized? Do you know how hard it is to struggle when you're trying to redeem your soul? Or yourself, he's trying to redeem his soul. Everything will smack you down because you're still operating in the same realm. Here's the bottom line. My belief is that our creator, our God, gets upset when we sin, but he knows we're going to sin. It's like we know our kids are going to lie to us. We know our kids are going to climb the tree when we say no. We know, we know, we know. But when it comes to that day of judgment where you're standing in front of him and you're standing with your friends and you see a friend that's kind of like a, you know, oh, look at me. Like I have this nonprofit. I help people. I go to church. I, I'm, uh, you know, I, I sing in the choir. I'm a nice person. I have two kids. They have their jobs and, and you're not the one going with him. But the guy next to you who, you know, is a hippie, has a couple jobs, maybe went to jail a couple of times stealing cars as a kid, smokes a little bit of weed, um, has kids. You don't like the way he raises them because they're like wild rugrats outside on the lawn. And this guy goes to God. And God would then allegedly say, well, your job was to help bring your brothers and sisters to me. Your job was to wake them up and see what the purpose of our existence here is. And, you know, you would totally respond, what? I can't solve that problem. If I solve that problem, I'd be like more famous than Aristotle. It's not about solving it. 
It's about your intention. And, you know, and, 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 and this goes back to conversations that I've had with very, um, important people. What do you think the climate's going to be like for the media soon? They're all going to die off. The only ones that will stay are the ones that have good intentions. See, there's a lot of people there that, oh, I'm good. I'm awake. I want to give information to the people. They're reporters and journalists, right, that, that say that. But their intention isn't that. I want to do good. I want to do good, but I need to put it here, and you need to do the paywall, and you need to do this, and you need to do that. And it's like, see, that's where it's wrong. One, um, one person who, you know, I had conversations with, cause I really want to bring the Brunson brothers on, right? <coughs> cause I admire them for their relentless, relentlessness, you know, and they're just keep going and never giving up. But we were having this conversation and I said, you know, I see a lot of people like this. Yeah. Well, well, then how, how are you? able to even be able to do anything if you're putting out your stuff. And I said, well, the only stuff that I hide behind paywalls are safe paywalls are the ones that won't get me banned, but I'll air them first, you know, and whoever sees it, they see it. And that's the way it is because I can get banned guys. And I I showed you a screenshot. You remember my organ harvesting chapter one? I wanted to make it public, but I tested it. Listen to this. I uploaded it to YouTube and had it unlisted. So that means nobody can see it unless they have the link. So it's not public. It's not monetized. It's just unlisted. And they gave a strike to my account saying that it's medical misinformation. How is it medical misinformation where companies like Al Jazeera have this shit online? How is it medical misinformation when Vice's shit is out there online and all the news outlets that I cited and showed online? How is it medical misinformation? This is the problem, you know? Anyway, so a lot of people, you know, decide, well, then I'm going to bundle it all. That's not the way it should be. And I, and I told them, yeah, I have just enough to keep all my operations going. You know, hopefully I can get myself on track, buy a bookcase and a table for my studio, get that crap set up and, and I am good to go. And, and, and I'm blessed. And, and I, and I'm telling anyone that's listening to me now. If your intention is to get followers, if your intention is to become a big name, if your intention is to make money, if your intention is to just get clicks, likes, and to satisfy some weird thing, you will fail. You will fail miserably. And you will have to shift your game or you will fail and be homeless somewhere, per se. You know, not like literally homeless. That's key. That is the secret to everything. If your intention every day is to do something good for the person next door, your neighbor, you know, you're like, you know, my neighbor always drops this. Let me pick it up for them or just something simple. It doesn't have to be grandeur. You don't have to save the world, right? You could be putting out a piece of information that'll help 10 people. Well, then you've just helped. And there you go. Intention is the driving factor of everything. Because while people say, well, I'm a good person, you know, God looks into your head. I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. There was a church in North Dakota where the late father Stacy was. 
And I love him. I miss him. And he was taken away very swiftly because he freaking took the vaccines to satisfy the quo, which is now not even necessary. So his death was in vain, but I I, I digress because that gets me agitated. When he came, there were a lot of people there that felt they owned the church, the church that had like three different names. It's been handed down in families, old Greek families that are no longer Greek, but they want to hold on to Greek traditions, but not really. And they would be involved in everything, but they were, it was theirs and they would sing and they would praise. And, you know, Father Stacy was trying to make it more, you know, hey, we should be reaching out to more people. We should bring people into the congregation and it almost seemed like they were reluctant. So they did everything a good Christian would do. They would be cleaning the church. They would be uh, doing the choir stuff. They would be this, that. You know, Father Stacy uh, stayed there maybe, what, like two years, three years? He requested a, a reassignment. He couldn't um, because the church wasn't growing. It couldn't grow with these people. I was there. It was so toxic. And I remember telling one of those people, you know, you may say nice words with your mouth. You may be portraying good actions with yourself. But that's not what God looks at. He looks at what's inside of you. And he knows every motivator. There is nothing that he cannot see. He created you in the dark. Your creator created you in the dark. And then people are going to be like, well, I don't believe in a creator. Well, then it kind of sucks for you. Because then why are you here? You should just... You know, what's the point? You're going to live until you die. And then there's no more. Great life. See, I, I don't get that. Anyway, intention is important. And okay, California, intentions. How many of your superstars have just put up their fucking houses for sale in California and moved out of the state? How many businesses have closed up shopped and moved their businesses outside of the state? That is what you should be paying attention to. No one is going to invest somewhere where it won't be viable. No one is going to have a business where it won't be viable. No one is going to live in a place where it won't be viable. These are the things you should be paying attention to. No one is going to dump money in any place that is not going to be viable. So if a business is moving... And it's a big business. Maybe, you know, it's like a big company that manufactures things. And it's the heart of the town. And then it's like, oh, you know, I'm leaving. I'm going to Oklahoma or I'm going to Texas or I'm going to Florida or Louisiana or Mississippi, right? I'm leaving, you know, and then, you know, there's that structure and there's that town around there. So now the thousands of jobs are gone and that company's gone, but it's still operating because you're still buying their shit somewhere else, right? Because they're operating somewhere else. Somewhere else. When big superstars are putting up their houses for sale, why? Where are they moving to? Oh, that's right. They're moving to places like Florida, Texas, Louisiana, Kentucky, right? Nebraska, right? Edges of Tennessee, right? And not by the coast, right? Very important, not by the coast of the Mississippi River. And why do I, uh, you know, maybe I can find that clip. I don't think I recorded it. I hope that it's available. But there was a clip where specific celebrities were saying, yeah, we don't want to be by any banks or anything. We want to be inland, but not too landlocked and be able to travel correctly. These are the things you should be paying attention to.
Another thing you should be paying attention to is like Mike Lindell was talking about, we need to get these elections fixed. We need to fix this. We need, how the fuck are you going to fix it? Ohio is deploying their first internet elections. They're trying to push a bill to take all the data collected of every single person and compile it for let's do this. Air quote accuracy. Now we find out that the census is overcounted in so many states. Oh, kind of sounds like Trump did win by 120 million votes. But you know, I'm going to pull that card when that happens. And that comes out forward. Because you know, rubbish, right? Just like how people were like, you're so dumb, you're filing pro se suits. (laughs) I hope you don't have little kids laughing and saying that. Because, you know, I'm fighting for your kids. Mine's are not kids anymore. I have no dominance over my children anymore. I'm fighting for your kids. The one that mocked that I ran to go get parental rights and defend my kid by myself and for every single one of you. The ones that loosely say, oh, they're just messing up the system. No, you just don't understand genius because you're too stupid to understand. So for those people that said that, that's the way it is. They don't understand what the climate is. They don't have their finger on the pulse. You guys do. You see it. Damn, those damn companies in, in California are driving me crazy. All right, let's shift gears. Let me um, put a, a nice song about sheeple. And um, we'll shift gears and let's travel to Peru because Peru is actually pertinent. It's actually news right now. Let's go. If you don't know who's controlling you and killing all the little guys, find out who you're not allowed to criticize. Black folks who were never, ever actual slaves, fighting with white folks who ain't actual Nazis, controlled by rich folks who use the news to make hate, while elite folks control. 